0: Good morning, good morning, and God bless you, Chapel of Change, and uh, friends that are visiting and uh, tuning in today. We uh, are so excited that uh, we are in our um, final teaching series, and it's been a joy. Um, We've been teaching on our Boiler Room series with the subject of prayer and consecration. Uh, The Bible teaches that the uh, earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So we believe in the power of prayer. And not just to help us, but to uh, empower us to do that which God has called us to do. Our hope through this teaching has been and is for the people of God to step into greater uh, levels of holiness so that we can carry out our God-given purpose for this season. And so we, we have been teaching on both prayer and consecration, which we learned that it is the pathway to holiness. And so we learned on week one how to, how to raise a prayer altar. Week two, how to consecrate ourselves. Last week How to Disarm Sinful Appetites, and today we will be discussing the subject of how to bear fruit of holiness. It's absolutely necessary. So I want to invite you to lean in to the Word of God and turn with me to the book of John, chapter 15, verse 16. And Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and this is what he said. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. Now, every single Christian is expected to bear fruit. Fruit bearing is the evidence of a Christian life. It's actually the trademark, if you will, of the one who identifies him or herself as a Christian. Jesus said in Matthew 7 that you will know them by their fruit. A good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. The good fruit, in this case, is the fruit of holiness. Now, holiness is important because, number one, it is the nature of God. In First 1 Peter 1.16, he says, For it is written, Be holy, for I am holy when we were saved we we were made holy because god's holy nature was imparted into us but then holiness is also uh, important number two because it is the purpose of god in second timothy 1 9 the bible says that he has saved us and called us into a holy life not because of anything that we have done but because of his own purpose you see this this holiness is twofold it's it's who we are and it's what we do and for you teachers out there it's both a noun and a verb it's both the the who we are as a person and then it's the action step of how we carry out our holy life in other words we are to pursue a life of holiness today we will learn what the bible teaches about how to bear the fruit of holiness what is holiness we need to know that holiness Is our nature becoming more and more like Jesus? In Romans 12, 2, the Bible says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God now we need to know this that the purpose of holiness is transformation that's the purpose of holiness and this transformation is what will result in the fruit of holiness transformation is not reformation i want to i want to highlight the difference for us today Transformation is not reformation. They're completely different. Reformation is an improvement to something that is broken. So if we are trying to hold on to who we used to be and just make our same self a little bit better, that right there is reformation. But that is not transformation. Transformation is something that becomes brand new. In other words, it has no relationship to who we were before. We are not who we used to be. We we change into another form that's the prefix trans it literally means change and so when we change into another form we transform and the proof that we have transformed is when we bear fruits of holiness so for example before christ We lived our life around us. We were self-centered. We just wanted for ourselves. Everything was about our convenience and, and what we wanted. Our own personal goals and plans. Everything centered around us. But when we came to Christ, we said, that is not me anymore. The world does not revolve around me. I am not here for me. I, I am now, I understand now who I am to become. And so we become God-centered. That now everything revolves around God. And we come to God for every aspect of our life. Our dreams, they got to line up with his. Our plans, our purpose, it has to line up with him. And so we don't come up with our own plans anymore. We present them to God and say, God, you tell me, what do you desire? We used to be hateful. But now we're loving. We transformed from one person to another. We used to be divisive, but now we're peacemakers. So you just see there's a difference. We used to be short-tempered, now we're long-tempered. That's the definition of patience, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Something has to be evident in our life that proves we're no longer who we used to be. Now there are two ways specifically that we are to bear the fruit of holiness. And the first way is that we die to our old self. Let me, let me dissect just a little bit. We die to our old self. Now Jesus, he used different parables to help us understand what he was saying. In John chapter 12, verse 24 and 25, He used the parable of the grain of wheat. And this is what he said to his disciples. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now, in verse 24, Jesus said that, that if this wheat was not planted or buried into the ground, it would remain alone and unfruitful. He knew That the single grain of wheat had the capacity to bear much fruit. But it had to be willing to go through a process. And in this picture or this parable, he describes the process. In other words, he says, first, this grain of wheat has to be buried into the dirt. Secondly, it has to be willing to give up its old form as a grain. As it was before. And thirdly, it had to submit to the process of becoming something brand new. In other words, the single grain of wheat had to go through the transformation process in order for it to blossom into a beautiful stalk of wheat. Now, for us, we see examples of this in our everyday life. Take this bean, for example. It's a pinto bean. My son decided a couple of months ago that he wanted to plant this bean so that he can see it grow. And first he had to put it in the soil and then he had to water it and keep watch over it as he saw what was taking place. And finally, after much water and looking at the soil, uh, he, he began to see it sprout and pretty soon it began to grow and it had developed leaves that is a picture of what happens to us we we lose our old form in the dirt and we become transformed into this beautiful plant that will be able to produce or to bear much fruit not just for the sake of ourselves but now for the sake of others as well in other words if we try to preserve the seed from being buried in the ground We will prevent it from attaining its new form and its purpose. And if we can be honest, many times that's a picture of us. We want to preserve the old parts of ourself because we are afraid of what we will lose or who we think we will lose. The old us. But that is the whole point. That is the point of transformation. We, we no longer have a relationship to who we are. We, we have become new in Christ. We have become transformed. The Bible says in Galatians 2.20, through the words of Apostle Paul, he says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me. In this specific parable, parable, Jesus was getting ready to die literally. But for you and I, it meant that we were going to die to our old self. Our old ways. We were going to give up loving our old life. And the corrupt things and contaminating things of this world. So that we can now live for Jesus. Jesus died for the world So that we can die to the world. And number two, so that we can become more and more like Jesus. The second way we're able to bear fruit is by becoming more and more like Jesus. That is the goal of Christianity, to be transformed into the image of Christ. Apostle Paul labored to this end, and he said in Galatians 4.19, he says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you we will bear the fruit of holiness when we allow jesus to be formed in us in romans 6 it says but now having been set free from sin we've become slaves or bond servants of god and we have our fruit to holiness in order for us to To allow Jesus to be formed in us, we must prioritize what He prioritized. And if you've studied his life, and if you've seen what he did, you will come to the conclusion, as the disciples did, that Jesus prioritized prayer. That is our core value, number one, at Chapel of Change, because when we pray, we believe that God will begin to change us. Something will happen inside of us that will cause us to be transformed out of who we were and become more like Jesus. For Jesus to live was to pray and to pray was to live. And here are some of the characteristics about his prayer life that we should know for ourselves. Number one, Jesus. He would rise up early in the morning to pray. Yes, it took it took time out of sleep, it took time out of our comfort and convenience, but Jesus demonstrated this for us in Mark 1:25 or 35. It says that very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off into a solitary place where he prayed. And Jesus often Spent all night in prayer. The Bible says in Luke 6.12 that one of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying all night to God. There's gonna come a day in our life where God is not only gonna wake us up early in the morning, but He's gonna say, I want you to meet me at nighttime and stay with me all through the morning. You see, we have to resemble the characteristics of Jesus' prayer life. We can't just be a a a, a. we can't just say, God, I'm gonna pray my way. I'll give you a few minutes of my busy day. I'm going to pray in in, in a few minutes while I'm getting ready for work or while I'm rushing to work and and in the midst of all these distractions. No, that's not what God is asking for. There's a place that, yes, we are to pray without ceasing, but there's a place that we are to designate and say, God, here I am and be still before God and spend time. I believe that's God's love language, T-I-M-E. Spend time with God in prayer. And thirdly, Jesus cried out in prayer. He had tears, the Bible says, loud tears and cries he offered up. Listen. We don't just come to God and just say, God, help me and bless me and give me. But we have to come to God with a, with a humble posture like we taught last week and say, God, cause me to weep. If there's something in me that is not right, God, cause me to weep. We've got to cry loud tears and say, God, help me. I know that I don't have it in me to bear the fruit of holiness like you've asked me to, but I know that you in me can because with you all things are possible so when we come to god and we pray we say here i am do in me and through me what only you can do i want to reflect your image i want you to live in me and through me so that the world can know that i am a born again christian and a committed follower of christ our goal my brothers and sisters as christians is to be transformed into the image of christ and we do that by way of prayer if there was one thing that the disciples asked jesus you will find that in luke 11 1. they saw jesus they witnessed his life His walk, they saw his power, they saw him when he casted out demons, when he stretched out his hand to heal the sick, they saw the compassion in his eyes when he raised the dead. He did all that, but they came to the conclusion that he was able to do that because he prayed. And that should be our desire today that we would say, Lord, as the disciples asked you. To teach them how to pray. Would you teach me how to pray? I want to invite us to close our eyes and bow our heads for just a moment. And I want to pray together for each of us. You and and myself. That we would just open our hearts and say, Lord, help me. Help me to pray like you prayed. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And we ask you, Lord God, for your help We ask you, God, to take us into that place, that secret place of prayer, where we can come before you one to one and be still and ask you to teach us how to pray. What does it look like? I prayed my way. I prayed how I thought I should pray. But, God, I'm ready. Now I'm asking you to teach me. What does it look like? What are you asking me to do? What do I need to do, oh God, in order to allow this life of prayer to be fully developed? That I too may walk like you walked, a life of holiness. God, today we ask that you would stir in our hearts a hunger and a thirst to seek your face more and more. And that as we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. God, have your way through and through. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, God bless you. And we love you. And we are for you. Amen.
1: hallelujah 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 god bless you god bless you this is pastor Brian and I don't know about you but we've been receiving responses about that message really challenging people really encouraging people and so we pray that you meditate upon those truths all week long thank you for joining us listen we got to die to our old self we got to become more and more like Jesus now, my brothers and sisters, we are going to transition uh, to give our special birthday offering unto the Lord. We've been preparing for this day, uh, we've been praying for this day. I've been encouraging you for this day. You know, our church gives three special offerings a year one at Christmas, one at uh, Resurrection Day. And then one at our church's birthday. We just turned eight years old. And God is doing amazing things in and through our church. And let me tell you something. um, Every time you give to this church. Every time you give to this ministry. You are making an eternal investment. An eternal investment. That means your investment is affecting eternity you are helping people to come into the kingdom of god you are helping people to surrender to the lord you are helping people to draw close to god you're helping teach teenagers about jesus you're helping to teach children about jesus you may not be there teaching them but your seed your investment is empowering us to do that And as a result of that, God sees us as team members in the kingdom of God. So um, I want to encourage you today, after we dismiss with the blessing, to give a sacrificial offering to the Lord uh, through the church. Just give whatever extra. Give extra whatever you can give. Remember, this offering is going... Uh, towards repaving uh, our parking lot at our church Uh, our parking lot we have about I don't know about 2.3 acres of land and it hasn't been repaved in many many years and thousands of people walk on this parking lot and it's gonna cost the church approximately about eighty five thousand dollars to repave it and so we're asking you to partner with us through your giving uh, to help us get this done so remember after we dismiss, go to our website, chapletchange.org, hit the giving button, and give to the Lord that way. Or if you want to come in person, we have 1130 service today at our Paramount Campus in the parking lot, and we have a 5 p.m. Uh, outdoor service tonight at our Carson campus. You can come and give in person. Or if you want to mail your offering, mail your offering to 6701 Alondra Boulevard, Paramount, California. That's 6701 Alondra Boulevard, Paramount, California, 90723. We also have an option where you could text to give. You could text to give. And all you do is text Chapel to the number one 88 364 4483 Again, text CHAPEL to 1-888-364-4483, and you can give through your phone. If you cannot give today, we are giving our birthday offering all week long, all this week long. So if you can't give today, I encourage you to give tomorrow or give Tuesday, but give this week sometime. Amen? All right, now, I want to remind you that uh, you could be a part of my text message ministry. I want to stay connected to you. I want to make sure you're being encouraged. So, in order to be on this list, text your name to the number on the screen. Let's put that number on the screen. It is 562-393-7330. Again, text your name to 562-393-7330. Three three zero. We want to make sure you're being encouraged throughout the week. And also, I want to encourage you to download our phone app. Download our phone app. Um, if you have an Android or an iPhone, we're putting the uh, flyer up on the screen right now. Uh, download it to get our latest messages latest articles and updates on the church let's stay connected download our phone app now here's the last announcement we're super excited this thursday and this friday is our fresh hope tent revival man we are believing for a spirit holy spirit jump start and if you're part of chapel of change listen if you're part of Chapla of Change, I'm calling for a holy convocation. Meaning, I'm calling for everybody from Chapel of Change to come out on Thursday night at 7.15. We got a giant tent out there, uh, and we're going to dedicate that that tent to the Lord. So I want to see all of Chapel of Change this Thursday. This Friday, 715, at our Paramount location, we are believing God for a Holy Ghost jumpstart. You need it, I need it, we need it, the world needs it, and I want you to participate in this, so this is this Thursday, 715. So, at this time, uh, it is my honor to be able to bless you as we dismiss. Don't forget... After you log out, go to our website, ChapletChange.org, O-R-G, and give your sacrificial offering to the Lord. If you're able, I want to encourage you to stand to your feet, lift up your hands into the Lord, and we will bless you. In the name of the Father, who loves you with an endless love. In the name of the Son, who died that you could have life. And in the name of the Holy Ghost, who empowers you to be more and more like Jesus. May you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. This is Pastor Brian. We love you. And we are looking forward to see you this Thursday night at Tent Revival in Jesus' mighty name.